Can you imagine being in the crowd? It was Palm Sunday 2,000 years ago. The first Palm Sunday, the day, the Sunday before the Friday when Jesus goes to a cross. And he came, Jesus, riding into Jerusalem. Can you imagine being in the crowd? There was jostling and pushing and loads of shouting. To be honest, I find it hard to imagine being in any crowd at the moment. I'd love to be back in the queue or some kind of crowd of people jostling me. It'd be great just to feel that again, wouldn't it? But there was a crowd that day. People were excited. They were hoping. They were hoping that this man, this Jewish rabbi, had come to save them. That he was their conquering hero, their military king, their ruler, overthrowing the Romans. That was their hope. You see, for Israel at that time, everything had changed. Everything had changed. And they were just hoping that things would go back. See, in the past, they had their own borders, their own nation, their own king, their own army. And other nations had to respect them. Not anymore. Nobody respected them. Everything had changed. And they were just hoping that things would go back to the way they were. Well, fast forward to 2020. Different time, different place, different people. But for us too, everything has changed. Not over generations, like it did with the Israelites, but in about three weeks, everything has changed. We, we can't grasp the level of changes. We're still struggling, aren't we? We're bewildered. Things which were incredible just a few weeks ago are now normal. We're all locked inside. The shops are shut. The, the country is being nationalised overnight. Everything has changed. And we're just hoping that things go back to the way they were. We have hopes as well, don't we? And they're good hopes that things would settle down, that we would get through this, that uh, the people we care about come through this well. But hoping that something might happen and Christian hope are two different things. They're not the same. So let's talk about Christian hope just for a few minutes. See, Christian hope isn't simply hoping that something good might happen. Hope is a strange word. It's a funny word in this context. Uh, you, you might say, um, you know, I hope I pass my driving test or um, I hope it's the sun shines tomorrow or, or I hope that England win Euro 2020 or 2021. But those hopes have more to do with luck and chance than skill and planning. Christian hope isn't like that. As uh, Peter Meadows, the Christian speaker, once said, Christians do not live in the hope that something good might happen. We live in the certainty that something has happened on a cross and it changes everything. We live in the certainty that something has happened. Christian hope, you see, is trusting in God's promises. Trusting on the promises that God has made, that Jesus has made. And the reason that we can trust God's promises is, statistically, look back through the Bible, God makes many promises and he keeps every single one of them. You go back way before Jesus to Abraham and God promised to Abraham, he said, I'll make you a nation so great it will outnumber the stars. And he was so old and his wife was 90, that how could that happen? But God made it happen. God delivered on his promise. Or later when, the, um, when Israel was slaves in Egypt, God promised them, one day you will be free and you have a land of your own. They couldn't believe it because they were slaves. 
but God delivered on his promise or later through the Old Testament prom- the Old Testament prophets God promised and said through the prophets that someone is coming someone is coming so- a saviour, a messiah they believed in that they didn't even know what it meant well what does that mean a messiah what kind of saviour what kind of saviour but Jesus came, God delivered on his promise. God has always delivered on his promises. So, trusting in God's promises is simply trusting that God will do as he has always done. That he will do according to his nature. He always keeps his promises. So what are these promises? If we're talking about Christian hope, he's he's trusting in the promises. What are these promises? Well, as a a hymn writer once said, strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Take the tomorrow bit first. Sometimes we we, uh, wrap our hope up in in an idea of heaven and think, won't it be great at the end of time, at the end of eternity, when we'll all be in heaven? Uh, And that's a great hope that God has promised to us for sure, that will happen. Um, And and a a new heaven and a new earth, and, and we can't imagine what it will be like. As Paul says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. No mind can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. That's a great hope, a great promise, a trust in, in the promise that God has made. But even if we, if, we, if we limit our hope to that, we're still robbing ourselves of the full power of Christian hope. Because Christian hope is strength for today as well. Christian hope is about relying on God's promise to help us today, to get us through today, through our worry, our anxiety, and these are normal things, through our pain, to carry us through that. So if Christian hope is supposed to support us today, if God has promised to support us today, and we trust in that promise, that is Christian hope, how do we do that? How do we rest in Christ How do we uh, nourish our souls in Jesus? How do we find that peace which the world cannot give? I'm sure you know many of the answers, but here's here's a summary, three tips from me. Spending time focusing on Jesus in in troubling times. It's normal to feel anxious, but three things. First of all, fix your eyes on Jesus, the writer to Hebrews says. Fix your eyes, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Doing that means fixing our eyes on him, our ears on him, our mouth on him, in worship, in praise, in prayer, in reading his word, in fellowship with other Christians. And it also means not fixing our eyes on the scary things that, that, are, that are there to worry us. That means... Don't, don't keep getting a fix of news every hour or two. It's like an injection of stress. We don't need the news every couple of hours. We're not designed to take the news every couple of hours. We're not designed as human beings to cope with wave after wave of numbers and numbers and anxiety. Get the news once and switch it off. Yeah, that's all you need. Secondly, look for the joys that perhaps we've forgotten about, the joys that perhaps we're, we've, we now overlook so easily. The sunshine on the kitchen wall in the morning, the birdsong through an open window, just the breeze on your face, or the warm sun on your face, that will happen. Sense God's presence in those small, in those small joys, in the little things, in the small miracles. Sense God's presence. 
the psalmist says, when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. And then thirdly and lastly, serve one another. The Bible says, that Jesus said, it's better, to, it's better to give than to receive, it's better to serve than to be served. And I strongly believe that when Jesus said that, he didn't just mean there's, there's spiritual brownie points for you in heaven, so it's better to, to, to give. I think he meant it's actually better, it feels better, it feels good, it nourishes your soul as the giver, as the server. That's what we were designed to do, serve one another. And it, and, and it creates a good feeling in you. So serve one another, find somebody who needs a call, a conversation, perhaps something delivered. And let other people serve you. Sometimes we're really good at serving and not good at being served. Let other people serve you. That's good for them and for you. So just three little things there. And lastly, when you're tempted to anxiety, as we all are, take a deep breath and just remember who it is that you've placed your hope in. Who it is whose promises you trust. It's not this church even. It's not yourself. It's not Boris and it's not Donald. And that's the good thing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in these troubling times, Lord, you're the one we trust. You're the one we know. You're the one, Lord, we put our hope in because you always deliver on your promises. We see it throughout Scripture. And you've promised, as well as a bright future in eternity, you've promised to be with us today, Lord, to sustain us, to nourish us, to help us on our way, to help us deal with all that the world will throw at us. You've promised us a peace which the world cannot give. But help us, Lord, to put ourselves in the place where we can receive those promises and receive that rest and that nourishment. I pray for everyone who watches this, who's listening today, this week. In Jesus' name. Amen.